Hey there, Super Sober Heroes. It's your host, Sober Steve, the podcast guy. And before we jump into today's episode, I want to take a brief moment to ask for your help to shape the future of gay A. Over the years, this podcast has grown and evolved as I've grown in my sobriety. And recently, I've been investing wild amounts of time, money, and energy to find ways to level up this podcast so it can get heard by the people who need to hear it. I want to take a brief moment to check in with all of you, though, to see what you love about the current show and what could be better as I'm growing and moving forward. In the show notes is a three to five minute survey for you to complete. I kindly ask that you pause this episode and take the time to complete it if you haven't already. You are kind enough to give me 20 to 40 minutes of your time each week when you listen to these episodes, and I want to make sure it's time well spent. So please let your voice be heard. Thanks, SoberPod, and enjoy the show. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Gay A, a podcast about sobriety for the LGBT plus community and our allies. I'm your host, Steve Bennett-Martin. I am an alcoholic, and I'm grateful for all of my listeners. As of this recording, I am 450 days sober, and today we're welcoming a guest to share their experience, wisdom, and hope with you. Oh, welcome to the show, Davide. Thanks for having me. Yes, and why don't you introduce yourself to our listeners? Tell us a little bit more about you. So I am Italian. I live in London. I'm 36 years old and I'm a risk compliance analyst for a financial firm. And I've been in London for five years after spending about nine years in Asia. And I, I've never been an alcoholic, but certainly I've abused alcohol in the past. Mm-hmm. Excellent. And what are some of your favorite hobbies in sobriety? I love working out with my boyfriends. We always go for, well, workouts at the gym, we go swimming, we go cycling, museums and concerts, and I still go to bars and clubs, staying sober. Yeah. Yeah. And so how has life changed? Like, why don't we get more into like what it was like when you were drinking before you decided to stop? I think it all came from a place of insecurity because I grew up very insecure at first about my sexuality, but then when that was sorted, I was insecure about my body image. I grew up with the eating disorders as well. So drinking was giving me that push to be more social, more shameless. I had the worst of it in Hong Kong when a lot of bars were giving out free drinks a lot of the gay bars. Well, I say a lot, but there's really one or two open at a time. It was a small gay scene and I was a promoter. So I was drinking easily three to five nights a week. Mm-hmm. And that was really, when I was younger, I was coping with it, but I was in a constant state of buzzing. And I got to a point where on Sunday nights, after two, three days of nonstop drinking, I would start shaking feeling like I was going to faint. And I think that might have been withdrawals. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And then a couple of years ago during COVID, I moved to Dubai for an ex-boyfriend. Well, my boyfriend at the time who found the job there. And then I had to move back because I couldn't settle down, find a job. I was spending a lot of money. So I came back to London and I decided to really take care of myself because on top of everything, I was also very upset. And that's when I started looking into sobriety, getting sober. I was sober most of last year. I had relapsed a couple of times. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, it's, it's been going well. 
Yeah. And tell us more about your recovery. Like what are the things that you did to keep yourself sober and how did you overcome those relapses? There's, I mean, it's a, it's a pattern. So when I started just allowing myself one drink per week, I was still going to the bars because I like being social. I think it's important not to isolate yourself and not to put yourself in a position where you think that not drinking, you're not going to have fun. Mm. So I still go to the bars. I have pints and pints of Diet Coke, Mm -hmm. uh, club soda. I'm still having fun. I find happiness in small things and seeing my friends. Drag queen shows are funny without necessarily having to be drunk. And uh, yeah, I also, a huge motivation for me is fitness because fitness is much more effective when you're not drinking constantly. And that's, that's being a motivation as well. Yeah. And out of all of those positives, what would you say your favorite part of being sober is? I would have thought that not being drunk and shameless and cheerful with everybody, I would not be as popular but the change that that sobriety has caused to my body and the fact that i found self-confidence in my in a different body image but also when you have things under control when when you're in control of your body of your emotions when you're naturally confident that comes through and people see it yeah so the best thing is that people have noticed and i think that's how i met my boyfriend Mm-hmm. My current boyfriend. Excellent. And I know you had mentioned uh, or touched on briefly how, like, at first, a lot of the drinking was to cope with your sexuality. I mean, how do you feel your sexuality played a role in your drinking? I would say when I was living in Asia, well, the Hong Kong gay scene was very small. So the gay scene was centered uh, within a few bars and around drinking. So all gay people would get out and drink. There was a free vodka night on Wednesday, so we would all get wasted. In that in that sense, my sexuality played a role in alcohol abuse. I wouldn't say it would play a role in London necessarily because English people drink all the time. Gay, mm. straight, trans, young, old. It's, it's a family tradition. Everybody drinks. Mm. If anything, the gays are the ones that set up, you know, sober groups. They actually work out and everything. There's a huge gay scene. So there's something for everybody. Yeah, that's great. So, I mean, especially now that you still go out to bars and clubs, I mean, how has your place in the LGBT community changed since getting sober? I prefer it because if you have to drink to enjoy a place and or a show or a group of friends, it means that they're not good enough. I mean, not that they're not good enough, but you should naturally allow yourself to get bored and leave without intoxicating yourself so you can go on. And people respect that. I have a smaller circle of friends because some friendships were purely based on being unnaturally in a natural good mood together, intoxicated good moods. But I have more time to focus on them. I do more. I spend more quality time with everybody. That's excellent. And what are some practices or things you do in your daily life to help keep you sober? Well, as I said, I'm focused on fitness a lot. And luckily, my boyfriend, he does drink, but he drinks so slowly that it's a fight between 
himself and the sun not to evaporate his drinks. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he's, he doesn't drink much either. So he's never drunk. We hang out together. It's, it, it's come naturally at this point. And I don't have to make an effort, a conscious effort to be sober. It's just that I, I have to insist on refusing the drinks when I'm with specific friends who, you know, French or Italian friends who insist for me to just have a glass of wine and enjoy. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I, I would enjoy with a, a can of Coke, you know? Yeah. For sure. And so I know a lot of people do turn to fitness, especially early in their recovery, because it helps kind of beat some of the cravings that we get. What does your fitness routine look like? I I used to do a lot of CrossFit, but now I just go to the gym. I have a membership near home and one near work. So I use a lot of my lunch breaks to work out and five days a week, more or less. Not a huge amount of time, like less than an hour each time. But the change that's 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 made, not drinking and always being strong enough to go to the gym and never being hungover, too hungover to work out, has caused the change. Together with you know not consuming that amount of alcohol that's inflammatory, it, it does really cause you to swell. Other more than it makes you fat. Yeah. So yeah, that was a motivation. And seriously, the confidence that I've gained from that is much better than any drink. Excellent. And I know you, you mentioned as well how you know, spending time with your boyfriend helps. How has dating been sober compared to what it was like before when you were drinking? It was, I wouldn't say, I'm speaking about when I was single, I wouldn't say that the quantity of people I've met has either reduced or increased. It's just that before dating was more chaotic and I would meet guys while we were both drunk and things would happen. And, but these are not, those were not things that would necessarily continue because one of us was not interested. It was just, you know, the euphoria of the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas being sober, being in control and having gained this much confidence has attracted much more quality towards me like a lot of the guys I've met have become friends or when I met my boyfriend he would, there was actually a some time in which we dated and we were sort of courting mm-hmm. <laughs> if you can say that yeah it's it bloomed from there it was much more how do you how do you say sorry I messed up <laughs> no it's okay like would, would you say it was more like traditional like in the sense that it's not like boy meets boy a bar drunk and goes home. It, it was more yeah. like what you see in like the movies where like people date and they yeah. talk it was to more wholesome. Yeah. yeah, that's real nice. And if you could give a one piece of advice to someone who is curious about either getting sober or trying to stay sober, what would it be? It would be that it doesn't matter where whether you. Uh, we're drunk yesterday, you're hungover, you're drinking now, what you do from now on can change everything. Mm -hmm. Uh, Your past doesn't define you. Relapsing doesn't define you. If you relapse every now and then, everybody does. The important thing is that you're on a a path and you're confident enough to stick to that path even though you make mistakes. Mm -hmm. And also, you are good enough. If you if your alcohol 
abuse comes from a place of insecurity mm-hmm. like mine, I would say that you're good enough. There are so many people out there walking out in the world with their chin up and their achievements, their looks are not better than yours. But the whole difference between them and you is in your head. Yeah. And especially since I know that so oftentimes, like while I was drinking, I would tell myself that I don't need help because I'm not an alcoholic yet. You know, seeing as how you don't identify as an alcoholic, I mean, how do you feel or when do you know the right time to maybe try out sobriety is? For me, it's a slippery slope because whenever I relapse, it was always having one drink with friends and then having another one and then another one again. And then one day would become two days of binge drinking. Perhaps I was on holiday at a gay pride, you know. So I know that just just having one is not for me and it's not the way to go. Yeah. It's, for me, it's, it's always been like that because it's, it's sneaky. It, <laughs> it, one drink leads to many others. And it's not the same for everybody. There are people who can limit their drinking. And so I admire them, but that's not me. Yeah, I, I can certainly relate to that. And do you have a favorite quote or lyric or mantra that you try and live by? If you allow better things to come to you, they will. Yeah. Just just allow them. Don't hide behind your problems. Yeah. And what, what are some of those better things that you've discovered recently in your life that you're thankful for? I, I wouldn't say my life has, has changed dramatically it's just that i'm more ready to face it when i've come back from dubai i was very upset because i i had to leave my boyfriend there and then we broke up but the focus i have at work i've been promoted a couple of times i've met new people i met my my new boyfriend we've been together seven months i met his whole family i'm ready for everything and for everyone i can i sort of had to relearn confidence while sober because at the beginning I was paralyzed being social I would I didn't know how to speak to people but now I I I pick up on what they're saying I'm listening more it's it's much better that's excellent and if our listeners wanted to find you do you have an Instagram you feel comfortable sharing with everyone yes it's Davide Rialto okay Davide is my name Rialto like the bridge all right well Davide, I will be sure to put that in the show notes so listeners can just scroll on up and click on over. But thank you. Definitely stick around because we're going to have our post show for our Patreon family in a moment. Okay. But in the meantime, thank you listeners for tuning into another episode of Gay A Podcast. You're more than welcome to join our Patreon family where you get exclusive after shows with every guest every Thursday. Meanwhile, if you're interested in sharing your story or finding me on Instagram, you can find me at Gay A Podcast or email me at gayapodcast at gmail.com. And be sure to follow us wherever you're listening so you can get new episodes when they come out every Thursday. Until next time, stay sober, friends.